0: Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, Editor Christian Berg. All right,
1: welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. And here we are uh, coming uh, towards the tail end of the rut. And it's an exciting time, though, because there's still some good hunting to be had. And there's a lot of great new product to be had as manufacturers are rolling out uh, 2023 bow hunting stuff. And I am excited to talk about some really cool new items from Elite Archery today. And I have two guys who represent and fly the flag proudly from Elite Archery. I've got Darren Christenberry. He's the Pro Staff Coordinator. Darren, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Darren hails from South Central Indiana, one of the yep. two white, white tail hotspots of the world. <laughs> and somehow you've managed not to kill a buck yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I have plenty of proof they're here. I've got lots of pictures and I've got the places to hunt, but I uh, unfortunately don't ever get one to walk in front of my sights. So we'll see. There's still time.
1: There is still time. And I have faith in you. <laughs> uh, because because you're shooting really good bows, and then we've got another guy on the show, and thankfully, uh, since I've had a lousy season too, I've got Aaron Snyder. He's a elite uh, pro shooter, and he's been killing deer left and right. And I think actually, Darren told me you live out in Wyoming, but you said right now you're on the Texas Oklahoma border, and I think you have whacked and stacked like a half a dozen deer in the last 48 hours.
2: Last 24 hours actually, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty, uh, my buddy's got a lot of depredation dag- tags down here in Oklahoma and then Texas has a high bag limit as well as Oklahoma standards. So, um, Darren told me to shoot some extras for you two, So I tried to do my part last night.
1: So you're, <laughs> you're keeping our average respectable amongst the three
2: of us. It's all about averages. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed it is.
1: Well, Listen, I don't want to uh, I mean, I want to talk more about about successful hunting with Aaron, but I can't bury the lead here, Darren. I mean, kind of the the genesis of this podcast was that Elite is kind of going to be making some waves here. I mean, we're talking about this in advance, but this podcast is actually going to drop on launch day and Elite is coming out with its very first carbon riser bow and it's called the era which uh is kind of some cool marketing there because it's a new era for carbon riser technology right and um hey you know it's interesting because um you know carbon bows have been out for a while but it's not always about who's first It's about who does it the best, right? And ultimately, the consumers will decide that. But uh, I was saying, you know, before we started recording, I haven't seen the bow in person yet. I've seen pictures. I wrote a little blurb about it for our 23 New Gear Guide. But, you know, for everybody who's just now hearing about this, tell me a little bit about the carbon era and what makes this thing such a big deal uh, for, for, you know, the bow hunting industry.
0: Yeah, well... For us, for Elite, we've never offered this, you know. And when, when I personally think of carbon bows, you know, obviously other manufacturers, Hoyt, Bowtech, PSE, um, you know, Hoyt to me is kind of that's what I had in my mind when I thought of a carbon bow. That's what I thought about, um, you know. So they kind of to me set the standard there. But uh, obviously, PSE, other other manufacturers have jumped on that carbon train as well for elite to have one is it's it's a big deal i mean it really is we've got we've got fanboys every brand does um to offer something like this uh to a customer base that's never had it i'm really anxious to see what kind of reception perception uh you know all those words i'm anxious to see what kind of a uh what kind of a welcoming we'll have with this when we bring it to market and The dealers that have seen it, the I've shot it. I've been to the factory. It's been over a two year program. I was up at the factory about two years ago and they said, we're building a carbon bow. And I'm like, what? You know, and then they show me this bow and I'm like, doesn't look like a carbon bow, which is good. You know, it's not your typical looking carbon bow. And when they showed me the first renderings of it, I was like, you know, I was like this. No, no, it's got a lot to do. We got a lot of work in it. Two years later, they show me the finished product when we were up there for sales meetings at the end of September, first of October. And I was like, holy smokes! Um, my first impression was we won't be able to keep up with demand. You know, the bow looks good, the bow feels good, the bow's fast, it performs, it's accurate. Um, it doesn't look like carbon, but it's actually, you know, got all the features and benefits of carbon. It's light. It's warm to the touch in cold weather. I was in hunt camp last weekend with Nathan Brooks. He was actually using his rep sample to hunt with. Killed a big nine pointer while we were there. 18 degree morning, he's like, feel this bow. Reach over and grab the riser. And again, I'm from the Midwest. I don't pack. I hunt from tree stands, do a little bit of spot and stalk if need be. So carbon bows have never been a necessity for me. It's never been something I've needed But for the guys out west, for the guys that do a lot of packing, a lot of hiking, uh, we're going to be able to touch a whole new customer base with this.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, when you think about Elite, and it's funny because I was out in Montana with John Silks, who's our gear editor, back in September for an elk and deer hunt out there. And we actually brought the Omnia, which you guys had launched earlier this fall, Mm -hmm. which is your, your flagship aluminum bow. For 23 and john and i did a video out there which has been out you know for a while now but we spent a long time talking about you know when when you see a bow from elite or somebody just mentions elite archery what's the first thing that comes to your mind and it's what shoot Shootability. ability mm-hmm. shoot ability because you guys have built your reputation on that and it's all about the overall shooting experience and so you know when you talk about it yeah building a a carbon bow okay you know yeah you can go build one but it's got to have all those qualities that people have come to expect from elite and not just have them but like you said it's got to kick them up almost another notch because let's face it, it doesn't matter if it's elite or Hoyt or PSE, you go to that top end carbon bow, you're adding a little significant margin to that price tag. And so yeah. somebody has got that, you know, Omnia in one hand and the era and another, and they're trying to justify it. You know, if you, you got to have a little something there, right? Or else people are going to be like, i I just get this one.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it literally is that. It's, you know, how what kind of a value do you put on that? Because they use the same cam. It's got the SP cam system. They got the V2 micro mods. So they both have the same mods. Uh, you know, you're looking at a six inch brace height for the Omnia. I believe it's seven and a quarter for the Era So there is a little bit of speed difference there. But, you know, it only weighs 3.95 pounds. I think the Era does. So it's significantly lighter, uh, which to me, half a pound isn't much. But for a guy packing, it's quite a bit. Um, so there is some features and benefits, you know, $1,200 for a flagship aluminum at MSRP or $1,700 for, uh, the carbon air at MSRP, you know, it's $500 difference. So, you know, can I justify that me living in Indiana? I personally can't, but like I said, you know, maybe I could now I've never had the option to shoot a carbon bow. Maybe it will trip my trigger, but again, I think we'll, uh, I'm anxious to see how people receive this bow, uh, what kind of excitement we'll get post-launch because everything that we've heard so far from all of our reps, all the dealers that have seen it, all the dealers that have shot it, um, it's a it's a player in the game, I believe.
2: You know, to kind of add to that, I, I look at things from a, maybe different optics because I... You know, I, I, I uh, you know, I, I'm a recent newcomer to, to Elite. I've always been a huge fan and chucks and really big animals uh, and, and with their bows and, and super accurate. But I answer tons of questions, whether that be from emails, from podcasts I do, or Q&As and things like that. And so the the one thing that, you know, looking at this is, one, the price point is, is really good. And out of the gate, generally people if they're going to complain about a carbon bow, it, it's the price and it, it's the internet. I mean, people are going to find something to complain about, uh, the shootability. I don't, of this I bow don't know what you're talking about.
1: Nobody <laughs> complains on the internet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, there, the price is a big one, uh, whatever manufacturer, but you know, when I got this bow and, and I am not, you know, I'm not generally a carbon guy. Like you know, in the beginning, I shot a, the original carbon bow, um kill you know I've, I've, I've hunted with them off and on um and and my thing with those is what are you gaining and what are you losing so are you gaining accuracy are you gaining weight right i'm a big backpack hunter i do a lot of 12 14 day backpack hunts maneuverability um with a cam system which i'm a huge fan of you know as far as adjusting one percent let off increments or holding weight that's a big one uh the 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 shifting limb pocket i guess you could say rather than shifting cams over or yoke tuning so anyway it's a really easy bow to tune Uh, you know a lot of guys aren't aren't um not that you can't be super accurate with the era um i mean you totally can be but when you're packing in you you have guys cutting toothbrushes off like cutting zipper pulls off on backpack hunts they're shaving i mean you're spending a thousand dollars a pound a thousand dollars an ounce whatever it is for saving weight uh, with the era, you're gaining. I say gaining, in my opinion, that is the the most accurate carbon bow I've shot. The most tunable uh, carbon bow I've shot. I think it's, and I can't say this for sure, uh, Darren. You can chime in, but the, the lowest price point uh, carbon bow. And if if it's about um, you know the the accuracy portion, all that, you've got that. You want to save weight? That's not a problem. The bow super lightweight is as light, just about as any carbon bow. Price points good, all those things. But when you look at it, if you you're you're a backpack hunter and you're somebody that also hunts, let's say more Midwest, Eastern Colorado, Alberta, where weight's not an issue and you're going to reach out and touch something. You can always add weight to your stabilization system. You can add weight to the bow. So you can do that with the area. You can add weight if needed. And then if you're backpack hunting, trying to save weight, or you're not reaching out and touch something, you know, it's easy to do as far as with stabilization systems. The other thing that I look at that is totally different than a lot of people is durability, because I do a lot of, uh, and Darren can attest to this, I do some really difficult hunts. I also test a lot in my, in my shop, in my lab. It's things like bushings coming loose, that's a huge thing with carbon boats. Uh, you have bushings as far as the stabilizers, where those hook up, things like that. Um, I've had issues not mentioning any names with those, uh, those bushings coming loose which you have to re-glue them in, things like that. I did not have that issue on the era. So, you know, d- you know, to me, depending upon what, you know, avenue approach you're coming in on this thing, it is a very versatile bow. You can be very accurate with it. It's got really good speed. It doesn't have Omnia speed, but it's got a bigger brace height. It's got 335, 336, I think, IBO, so good speed, very tunable. And then you can always add weight if needed, um, you know, as far as if you want to, like, you know, throw, throw the weight on a little bit, you know, accuracy wise, but if you're like a 50, 60 yard in shooter, uh, you know, 60 yards and in shooter, you don't have to add a lot of weight to that. And it's very accurate. I mean, I haven't been able to put a ton of time into it. Like it's super like 80 to one twenty type shots as far as a, uh, you know, long distance, but very accurate bow. Um, I was very excited about this program when elite told me about it, just because there hasn't been a lot of these offerings at that price point on the market.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I think you bring up some good points with the weight and you know, I want to have a little more discussion about that. But before we dive into, you know, more, I think Darren, I probably, you know, jumped the gun a little bit. I wanted to give you an opportunity to just go over the basic specs of this bow. I think you said you had some notes or whatever. Yeah. You know, Aaron mentioned I think, you know, you got an IBO speed is 335. What's the axle to axle length on
0: the era? It's thirty-one and a quarter. Thirty-one and a quarter. Axle to axle, the brace height is seven and a quarter inches. Uh, yes, which I is like,
1: brace height is really generous on that.
0: Yeah, part. I mean it's. And again, I I shoot left-handed, so I obviously don't have a left-handed era. Yeah. Uh,
1: Fe- fellow lefty, that's probably why I don't have
0: one. That that's you probably get why. <laughs> so I, I have. a I, I got to shoot the righty a couple of times while I was at the factory. So I haven't really tested one for accuracy, but I know the longer riser, the wider limbs, the new platform that we're using for the majority of our bows. It's like you said, shootability, stability. It's, it's the total package.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and so the other couple of things, you know, cause again, you said it's the, the cam system is the same, the SP cam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we talked a lot about this with the Omnia and I've seen this at work Okay, couple things there. Um sorry about you, that phone. I didn't even hear it. You can <laughs> you can test or check test, you can change the draw length in quarter-inch increments. Okay, so you got a lot of adjustability there. You can use the cable stops that are integrated into that cam system, right? or you can use limb stops that are provided with the bow so that's probably the same on the era so if you like a little bit of a spongy back wall you just shoot it right out of the box with those cable stops if you want a rock solid like boom you hit it and it's nothing more you know not going another you know micrometer you put those limb stops on there you're let off again we'll talk about it the V2 micro mods these are really neat folks if you have, never played with this, you know, go down to your local elite dealer. You literally loosen up these mods and the mods actually have little gears on them so that you can move them in very small increments. And it allows you to change anywhere between 70% and 90% this let off just by adjusting these mods. And again, you don't need a bow press for that. So you don't need a bow press to adjust your draw lengths in quarter inch increments. You don't need a bow press To adjust the the let off, you don't need a bow press to you know put those limb stops on. And then you touched on it also, Darren. You've got that set technology, okay, which is built into the limb pockets. Aaron touched on it as well. So, Elite's simplified exact tuning. It's Mm -hmm. been around for a few years now, and a matter of fact okay, let's just call it what it is. It's been copied by other manufacturers, right? You guys kind of pioneered that. And there's other people that have, have kind of, you know, played around with similar things where it allows you to essentially change the attitude of your cams yep. just by just by loosening a set screw uh, on the limb pockets and turning, turning the tuning screw one direction or other. And you could basically correct any paper tear issues and get that perfect bullet hole right out of the bow and which is great about that is you know it's not so much tuning the bow in terms of uh, mechanical inconsistencies with the bow itself it's being able to tune that bow for you and how you're you're holding that bow you know maybe you you're you've got a little something funky going on with your your follow through or whatever and you're getting that bow tuned in for for your inconsistencies
0: yeah it's well, i still I still think we've got one of the best kept secrets in the industry. Um, you know, people are, there's still people out there that don't know who elite archery is. They they don't, um, you know, quarter inch, you, you touched on everything, quarter inch draw length, limb stops, cable stops, set technology. Um, Nathan Brooks actually came up with that and he, he came up with it from tuning his wife's bows. They couldn't get enough adjustment or get enough lean in the cams. So he'd actually take the limb rockers out from underneath the limbs and he'd file one side down. So the limbs would sit in the pocket crooked. So he explained all this to Josh Sidebottom, our lead engine lead engineer. And he said, man, if there was a way to pivot that so we could manipulate those limb tips, he said, boom. And they literally drew this up in the booth while we were in Las Vegas one year. Um, a few months later, set technology was born and, there's a lot of gimmicks in the archery world. This is legit. I mean, it's really responsive. I when I switched to left-handed, I was playing with a victory bow. Um, had to shim cams to get it to tune. What a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt for an archer. It's an even bigger pain in the butt for a dealer that doesn't have time to spend an hour behind the press. Um I ordered a result right away, something that had set technology. And now that I've had it, I don't want to shoot a bow without it. Well, you know, well, that, well that's I, it. I,
2: I got Go ahead, Aaron. No, I just coming from a guy who answers tuning questions. Um, I, well, I'll give you an idea. I have 795 unanswered text messages right now um, <laughs> between that and uh, Instagram and then my my podcast, everything else. It's, it, uh, you know, obviously everybody looks at dealers. You know, of course they should as far as you know, it's a difficulty for a dealer to to tune a bow. Really, for me, I don't look at dealers as much as most. I look at the the guy that's where I'm at right now I'm in the middle of nowhere I've got two hours to go to any pro shop someone calls me and you I'm like oh you have a press because you got to pop the axle out you got to move the shims around now I'm like with the elite there's no yoke tuning there's no shimming the cam even with some of the other options like literally I'm like hey loosen that Allen righty tighty lefty loosey depending upon the paper tune and I'm a huge advocate of tuning the arrow to the bow, not the bow to the arrow, but no, you know, depending upon the person's grip, you may not, you're going to have to shim the cam eventually. And in this case, you're going to have to pivot the, the limb over the limb pocket over. And it's a matter of loosening one Allen and righty tighty lefty loosey. And I can tell you for, you know, for a fact, like this is the one thing I wanted to make sure, which is why I kind of cut Darren off is this can be done the quarter inch draw length adjustment, the 1% let off adjustment and, you know, yoke or, or, or cam yoke tuning or cam shimming, that's all gone. You can do that without a bow press anywhere in the world over a FaceTime phone call with your buddy that nobody's doing. And I can take, for me, that is a huge deal because there is nothing worse than explaining yoke tuning and cam shimming to a dude that has no bow press that's in. The middle of saskatchewan or in my case north texas where it's like well dude you're gonna have to go to a pro shop if you don't have a press you can do that all from your home with no issue whatsoever and that is huge and the era offers all of that
1: oh absolutely i mean it's totally huge i mean you know i've got my my bow press right here and i can tell you that i still don't want to have to take you know. <laughs> cams off bows and mess around with axles and putting stuff on there and taking it off you know who wants to mess around with that i am a i'm a simple person too and i want to be able to just turn a couple screws and dial it in and then lock it down and be done with it so um you know for the average person is 99% of all the bow hunters out there are never going to have a bow press they're just not you know and and you think that pro again you know yeah some a lot of pro shops will but there are a bunch of pro shops out there that honestly don't want to they don't want to take apart everyone's bow and, and and mess around with playing with the different shim sizes and and getting it just right you know for somebody so yeah, and- yeah this is a huge improvement
0: and we don't ever want to circumvent our dealers. I mean, we depend on that dealer base. I mean, they're, they're our lifeline. They really are. But what we've done is we've given the consumers that buy our bows the ability to go home and experiment. They don't have to have a bow press, you know. And like you said, 99% of them won't own one. You don't need one. And we're not saying just go home and start turning screws and see what you can mess up. That's not it. But if you have little, especially with broadhead, with fixed broadheads, You don't even need to shoot through paper. If you shoot a a field point and then shoot a broadhead, if you know what to look for, your bow's telling you exactly what you need to do. And with the 532nd Allen wrench, you can alleviate all those issues right in your yard, save you trips back and forth to the dealer. Uh, Like I said, we're not trying to circumvent the dealer. We're trying to enhance the experience for everybody out there that wants to shoot archery or be a bow hunter. Uh, Just make you even better. And we've got the tools to do it. Well the, the
2: thing is that people need to understand is like dealers uh, which I, I'm a huge fan of dealers. a dealer's a dealer and a dealer may be two hours away. Um, if you are at a dealer, you go in, you buy an era, an omni, a verdict, whatever that you know generally you're going to get you shooting a bullet hole uh, you leave the door. Um, you go home and then you get a wild hair up your butt, you want to switch arrows. Ah, I'm tearing a little bit knock left. What do I do? make that two and a half hour trip back to the dealer. (laughs) I can promise you the dealer's probably going to like the idea of you loosening that Allen and cranking the limb pocket a little bit over when you switch arrows or, you know, potentially go from a one to a one twenty five grain broadhead because you know, that, that dealer, um, once he gets you going, that doesn't account for maybe, you know, you might shoot a different release that can change things. Mm -hmm. And if you go from a handheld or a thumb button, excuse me, to a wrist rocket, That'll change your tune and that tune could change. And that may not be something your dealer wants to technically, I don't want to say deal with, they're always going to work with you. But if you can make a phone call to your dealer and your dealer is like, Hey man, go ahead, crank that over one quarter crank, one eighth turn. He's just saved you four hours of driving him, whatever amount of time by a phone call. That is huge. Especially for me, cause I answer these questions all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, Darren, I know you do. When you pop the axle out, you've got donuts laying all over your floor. Did I find them all? Do I need more yeah. donuts? Like that is horrible. Where we, you do not have to do that with this system, with the era and the other, you know, newer bows from from Elite.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk a little bit also about uh, something else that Elite kind of um, is known for. Okay, and that's a really comfortable feel at full draw. You guys came out with something, and I'm wondering, because I haven't shot the era, if this is something that is on that bow as well. You guys came out with something a few years back called the dwell zone, okay? Mm-hmm. And basically what it is is if you you know typically on an elite bow, okay, you get that bow back to full draw. And for those folks who shoot elite, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those folks who have never shot an elite, this is how I'll describe it for you. You get that bow back to full draw and you wanna maybe take a break and do something before you shoot that shot, you can just let go of that string, make a ham sandwich, you know, have that, and then just get your, your hand back on that string. You know, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's like you go to let those bows down and it's like, man, is it ever gonna go? You have a really wide valley on a lot of these bows. It makes it really comfortable at full draw. Um, you know there's trade offs with that it's probably a little easier to creep if you're not careful because of that but but in a hunting situation you don't have any of that jumpiness on the bow where it's like you're waiting for that deer to step out and you start to relax just a little bit and all of a sudden you're flinching cuz you're like whoa you know that 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 strings trying to pull pull me away and and you definitely don't have that is that something that you guys have incorporated into this era as well
0: Oh, yeah. All the all the elite bows, I mean, like you said, we go back to what we said about shootability. And part of that, the dwell zone, it was the, you know, from peak weight to the valley, you have this void in there to where you can, like you said, that you almost have to push the bow forward to let it down. We have that. That's built into the bow. It also, with the V2 Micromod, you can adjust that let off. You can make it have more holding weight. But we also have the Era, the Omnia, and the verdict all new bows for 23 come with a performance mod standard out of the box and that just means that you get a few extra feet per second with that mod if you don't like the little bit of hump right before it breaks over we've got the v2 smooth mod it's a few feet per second slower but it's a more comfortable draw cycle. It'll fit on any of those bows. And then if you are a target shooter or just a guy that wants to bolt on more holding weight, wants that more aggressive feel, we've got a 75% mod that you can bolt on as well. So you literally, if you have all the different mods, you literally have three different bows at your disposal uh, by bolting on the different ones. And then the micro adjustment, the limb stop, the cable stop, everything that we've talked about. If you can't make one of these bows suit you to what the kind of feel you like, um, I have to question your bow skills because you can really, you have a broad spectrum of feel from start to finish on these.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's you know, the thing. It, it's just so much adjustability, mm-hmm. you know, and and I know John, when he wrote his article about the, um, the Omnia, you know, a little while back, he's like, if, if there's something about this bow that you don't like, just change it. You know, yeah. and to your point, it's, you don't like the let off change it you don't like the feel of the draw cycle change it you don't like the draw length change it you yeah. don't like the back wall you know change it Aaron I interrupted you you were going to say
2: something no and actually what you just said kind of you know parallels that I I had uh uh here here where I'm hunting at we had several guys last night is in one's a dealer uh that, that was here and we were shooting I have two uh verdicts uh in in the era here and the, the verdicts I have set up at different letoffs in the era, obviously, I only have one set up at a, a certain letoff. What I was trying to explain to them, like for me, I'm a lower holding weight guy, and he, he, even for hunting uh, tournaments specifically. But obviously, even for hunting, I'm not I'm not the guy that has to push his bow forward to, to let it down. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm strong enough. I don't, I don't mind that 70, 75 letoff. What I was able to do, though, is set up all three of them at different letoffs so people could see or feel. And choose that the biggest thing that I was trying to get uh, you know across to them is you can adjust that at home. You know, once you leave the dealer, if you have a fairly, you know, decent amount of archery skills or, or, or knowledge, you can set that bow up, shoot groups one day at 85%. And you can shorten your draw length a quarter inch, lower or raise or let off, shoot groups again, and see what's most comfortable for you. That's the verdict, and again, the the bows I've shot, the the era, the verdict, and the omnia. And with that omnia, the other thing you can do, the verdict's heavy as hell to begin with. The omnia is not bad. The era is obviously crazy light. With that era, you can add or take away weight, add or take away draw length, add or take away let off, all literally in the driveway while while you're shooting to see what shoots better for you, what's the most accurate. And then again, if you're in the whitetail woods where you may be at. You know, full draw or, you know, whatever, um, you know, for a longer period of time, you might want to bump up your let off. You can do all that in your driveway, like super easy. A couple Allen wrenches an adjustment, and adjustment, you're good to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, I wanted to circle back to weight because you started to talk about it, Aaron, and, but I wanted to kind of get all the baseline info about the era out there. This is something that I've thought about a lot personally and i think i've seen a bit of a shift in in the industry on this because everything in everything in archery is a trade off right like you know what i mean like you want to shoot faster yeah you can go to a, you can go to a lighter arrow right but you're you're not going to carry you know quite as much energy out of the bow or you know everything that you think about is a trade off and with carbon i think especially when it first came into the industry because it's so much lighter than aluminum, that was a natural marketing point. And I think that we saw these companies trying to make the lightest bows that they possibly could. And then I think what what people started to realize, because we've all shot really light bows, right? What's the problem with a really light bow? It feels great. I mean, you know, Aaron, you talk about you go on a lot of real backcountry hunts, you know, you're 15 miles from the truck. It's great to have you know, a three-pound bow on your pack when you're hiking in and out, you know, or climbing up and down the mountain all day. But when you take that three-pound bow off your pack and actually put it in your hand, and now you're at full draw, and you're trying to make a 70-yard shot at an elk across a ravine, that three-pound bow doesn't feel very stable. You know, you'd much rather have a five-pound bow in your hand. And, And I've seen this, and I've seen a trend where if you look at the carbon bows, you, know, you mentioned Hoyt earlier, Darren. Mm-hmm. Hoyt's, Hoyt's current carbon bow, the RX-7. I mean, it's not heavy, but it's not stupid light. You know what I mean? Bowtech just came out with a carbon bow this year. I think it's like 4.2 pounds or something. Like that. The, 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 they could have made it lighter, I guarantee, because that carbon riser is not that heavy. I think manufacturers have realized like, There's a price to be paid for just making them as light as we can for the sake of making them light. We can leave a little bit of material in these limb pockets or these cams or whatever, because you actually don't necessarily want. And and I hear people say like, well, if I'm going to pay the extra money for a carbon boa, you know, I want it to weigh like two and a half pounds. And I'm like, dude, do you really? Do you really? Because it is going to sound like a tin can when it goes off. And you're not going to be able to hold it on the bullseye. And I'm telling you, you don't. And you're going to throw, you know, a 12-ounce stabilizer on there. You know what I mean? So why? And Anyway, I'm interested what you guys think about this.
2: For for me, and, you know, I'm bouncing this off of, you know, I hunt everywhere from the Northwest territories to, uh, you know, North Texas, you know, West Oklahoma. Options, right? What options do you have? You can always, like, you know, think about it with a guy that has a 28 inch inseam. He can hem his pants up. But if I got a guy with a 38 inch inseam, he cannot add to, right? It's, it, you know, it is difficult. Where if you start with a light bow, especially if you're versatile, if you're somebody that's like, you know what, it's backpacking season. I'm going to tune my bow lighter weight. I'm only going to be taking 40 yard shots at elk. I want to save some, save some general pack weight, really, or, or weight going in. And then, oh, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm. It's antelope hunting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tune my bow. Add a little weight to it. Add a little back. You know, some weight on the back bar. Weight on the stabilizer. Weight on the bow. Whatever. You have the option with the era. Um, and I, and again, I'm, I'm more of a heavier, longer axle to axle bow guy. But I, I'm a maybe a little bit unique, old school. The amount of questions I answer when I'm able to tell somebody, hey man, get this this stabilization system. Get this sidekick bracket. Get these, uh, you know, options to add weight to your stabilization system or take it away if you're going to go on a backpack hunt. And then, oh, I'm heading into the whitetail woods. I really want higher let off so I can hold back longer. For, you know, for me, and this is a biased opinion because I answer so many different questions, having the ability to do all of those things or adjust all of those things, whether that be the weight of the bow, the percentage of let off or quarter inch draw length adjustments. I can do all that without a bow press with a limited amount of extra weights, a sidekick bracket and a front bar. You cannot do that that I know of with any other bow on the market right now. So I can set up a guy to go backpack hunting and I can set up a guy to go Eastern Plains, Colorado for antelope all with the same bow with very little amount. Uh, you don't need a bow press, very little adjustment and actually very little knowledge. It's not that difficult to explain it. So, so
1: do you Aaron, that that reduced weight on the carbon bow that just adds yet another layer of vers- versatility to the bow, like all the other things that we talked about, all those other features. Now, to me though, and we haven't really touched on this. Well, you did. We talked about the warmth, right? That that carbon doesn't conduct the cold, so that's a huge advantage, particularly this time of year. It's been awfully cold you know, here at home lately. The other thing is the inherent vibration dampening qualities that carbon has. And we haven't even talked about that at all. I know when, uh, you know, I had a, I had an opportunity, you know, to shoot um, uh, the new carbon bow from Bowtech just recently. And, and yeah, I, I thought that there was a notable difference in reduced vibration. What are you guys seeing in the era Versus the Omnia, you know, is that is that carbon riser, you know, a significant difference, do you think, Darren, if you shoot those two bows side by side?
0: I, I don't think it's significant, but I think it's noticeable. And the reason I say that is the Omnia comes standard with the new Delta VRT little riser stabilizer dampener in the bottom. And I was kind of surprised, you know, is it a gimmick or, you know show me why. And when we were in the fact at the factory, we had a riser with and a riser without, you know, other manufacturers have done that too. drop them on the floor, whatever. But when you ping that riser without that Delta VRT, it's a little bit of a tuning fork, but you put that Delta VRT in there and it eliminates it. So with the Omnia having it standard, if you screw that little dude into the era, totally. I mean, like I said, not significant, but noticeable. So even as dead as the era is, uh, not as dead as the Omnia, but if you put that little front stabilizer in there, my gosh, that, I think for our first try, we've really hit a home run with this era. I really do.
1: Yeah. It, uh, so the era doesn't come with the, the the VRT?
0: It doesn't come standard with the Delta VRT. Now it's going to have the Vibex limb dampeners. It'll have limb dampening. It'll have, you know, obviously the characteristics of a carbon bow. So it's going to be good when you shoot it. You compare apples to apples with other bows out there. You're going to say, wow, this one's a this one's a front runner. But for you know, 50 bucks, you put in a little Delta VRT or some type of a little stabilizer in the lower hole. Whew. It's uh yeah it's like i said not not significant but it's noticeable.
1: Yeah and you you talked about those vibex and i gotta actually um have a quick shout out on this you guys did something kind of crazy with that vibex stabilizer this year or limb dampener they came up with one called the beacon yep. and you put a you put a little like uh flashlight into that thing
0: yeah, that was uh, again, Nathan Brooks. I'm, I'm name dropping Nathan here, but Nathan's got one of these creative minds. I was actually at his house. We were doing some video work a couple years ago and he's like, man, what do you think of this? And I look at his bow and he had used a hot piece of metal. I don't, I don't know what a tube, a metal tube he'd heated up and he ran it through at the, at the perfect angle through the rubber Vibex block and they had these little Chinese LED flashlights, and he just inserted a flashlight in there. So as you're walking to your stand holding the handle of your bow, you just click that on. You have a walking flashlight. It's actually a light in your bow. So they incorporated all that into the beacon, uh, which is a little push-button light that sits inside the Bibex limb dampener. And voila, you've got a little walking flashlight while you're packing your bow to the stand.
1: It's interesting, man. I, I haven't seen one in person, but uh, I'll be curious to see how that does. I I wasn't sure, you know. I wasn't <laughs> sure about that. I saw that, that was me.
0: It. That was me when Nathan showed me. I was like, yeah, I'm not real sure. But then he put one on my bow, and of course, I take off to the stand the first time in the dark, and I'm like, hmm, this is pretty cool. So um, I'm. Well, I've seen the beacon, but I'd be lying to even say I think it's got different color lights in it. You can do white or green. Um, I, I think believe. so. I, I know I, I, the pic-
1: the picture that we got was green, so yeah, I don't know I, if it has white too. Or, I think you can. I what. think it
0: has a selector on it where you can do white light or green light. Like I said, since I don't work in sales every day now, I'm not super well versed on everything. I know what the products are, but I don't know every in and out of it.
1: Well, hey, this is what people get on the bow hunting podcast. I mean, guys, this is this stuff's so new, we're not even completely sure on it yet. Nobody's <laughs> seen this stuff. Aaron, you look like you're getting bored. Come on, man.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, I'm taking it all in. I just, I look at things from a different perspective than, than most, because I don't, um, you know, having, you know, hunted, you know, different, whether it's whitetail or backpack hunting sheep, mountain goat, mule deer, or whatever, you know, for me, the, the big thing, and I've already said this is the amount of adjustability that you can offer someone without them going to a pro shop. And when I say that, meaning they got to buy it from a pro shop, they've got a good relationship with their pro shop, their pro shop's awesome. But then they they drive remotely and they need to adjust things a little bit. Or they go to their pro shop and they buy all these different stabilizers, everything they need. But they're home, they you know, they message me, they message Darren like, hey, you know, I bought an era, I bought you know, whatever bow Omnia. The amount of adjustability and all of those is huge. And what you like, the light, like that, that the vibration in a in 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 an era or a carbon bow. It is definitely different and will will you be able to tell if you just shoot it and you're not really experienced hunter or or archer you shoot a bow where you're going to be able to look back and say oh man that has way less hand shock than my last bow it maybe not you put them side by side you're going to notice that difference but i guess that's you know all of those different options and the the added bonus of like again cold weather you know you can grab the riser less vibration in my opinion that era was the quietest carbon bow i had shot so also very quiet um you just have a lot to it's got a lot to offer so
1: i'm kind of curious and i apologize there and i i think that i should have known a lot more about you before we got on this podcast what is your background and like you, you mentioned that you have your own podcast what podcast is that and you must be like the guru because, like you said, you have seven hundred and fifty unanswered texts. So you got bow hunters all over the world waiting for you to get back to them here as we speak.
2: Um, so uh, I, I, uh, I own or are partial owner of a company who uh, manufactures, designs, develops uh, backpacks, sleeping bags, things like that. I've got a, a podcast, Kafaru Cast. Uh, I do seminars across the United States. Um, I teach survival, self-sustainment, uh, archery, uh, things like that. I guide, um, I get to hunt. I don't know, my my brother from another mother, what do I get to hunt? Eight months a year? Eight months a year, probably. Seven months a year. Probably shoot 150, 200 animals a year. Guide another 100 Um so, again, I look at this from a totally different perspective than most. Uh, and when I say than most, than 99.9% of the world, when I have someone that has to travel to a pro shop, it's not that the pro shop's bad. Pro shop's awesome. When they get back home, I'm the guy that, that that's, that's helping them out. When I have somebody that wants to buy one bow, and that one bow needs to do multiple different things, I need to be able to tell them what they need to make that one bow work. That that that's different than than most, because mo- You know, when I say most, what you're from the city, whether it's you know Denver, Colorado, or you know whatever in middle, you know big city in Iowa. You know, yeah, you got a pro shop to work with you. I'm trying to get the best bang for the buck for a consumer who wants to buy one bow, whatever bow that is, whether that's a uh, Era, Omnia, Verdict, whatever make sure they can tune that bow on their own, teach them to tune that bow, be the most proficient, accurate they can be. The big reason I was a huge fan of Elite and super excited to work with Darren and the crew is I don't think there's another bow on, well, I don't think, I know there's not another bow on the market that offers all of that with multiple different options, meaning Era, Omnia, Verdict, or or some of the other uh, bows they offer.
1: Yeah, and actually it's funny because you just answered the follow-up question that I had for you, because you know, you talk about all that time that you spend in the field every year, whether it's your own personal hunting or guiding other people, you're killing a lot of critters, or you're there when a lot of critters are being killed. Somebody in your position, what are you interested in at the end of the day? You 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 need equipment that's reliable and can get the job done, because otherwise. You know, it's just not going to cut it in your world. Like you said, you're you're like the one percent. You're not the ninety nine, and so, you know, you nailed it. I was going to ask you, you know, why do you why do you affiliate with Elite? Why do you choose Elite? Because you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, you've shot you know other brands over the years, and and you've chosen to be with Elite at this point. And you just answered the question because, you know, for your money, it's it's the most versatile. You know dependable bow that you can tailor for whatever hunt that you happen to be on you know that week
2: well looking at it this way uh and I, i'm a anal retentive tuner i i have like ocd and tuning and when somebody messages me and said hey Aaron, i went from a standard knock to a lighted knock or i went from a one to a one twenty five grain tip um you know you have the option obviously of you know cranking bow weight down sometimes you can't go back up but again the adjustability you can shim the limb pocket to make that work you can you know there's a lot of different options like you talked about um it, it's it's a pleasant surprise for me to have all those options to be able to help a consumer uh, as well as for me like you know when i when i have a 16th inch knock left that drives me crazy you know, so anyway, um, I don't know that I answered your question, but um, for, for somebody that's anal or attentive in tuning, um, for somebody that wants to help others and keep them spending the lowest amount of, of money possible, there are a lot of options
1: it satisfies the very persnickety archer is what you're saying is that's a good sign if it can take the guys who are very particular and it allows you to, you know. Handle all all those idiosyncrasies without too much hassle. That's good. And you know, Darren, I mean, I'll kind of throw it over to you along the same lines. I would think that you're, you know, when I, I don't know when I hear your name, I think of more of you know competitive shooting and and you know that side of our world. and and, yeah, I know you're an avid hunter as well, but you know, what's the what's the big draw? you know, for you when it comes to elite, because again, I'm sure, you know, you've shot a lot of other brands
0: over the years, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, back when I first started my adventure with elite, you know, they approached me and said, Hey, we want you to come shoot our stuff. Uh, And I was like elite, you know, who who shoots elite, I really, you know, they were so new. Uh, I was one of those guys, I wasn't familiar with the brand. But now I've been there going on my 10th year with them. Um, You know, watching the bows change over the years, watching the technology, watching our engineers and our facility grow. It's been a really cool experience to see. And now, like I said, I feel like we've got one of the best kept secrets. We have a bow, multiple bows uh, that have given archers and customers, consumers the ability to be expert tuners. A 530 second Allen wrench makes me look like a genius behind my bow. Um, And I really feel like when customers leave that dealer, they're afraid to touch anything. Man, my dealer's got it perfect. He showed me he's got it perfect. It's exactly what I want. I was pounding. Now they get home, they're afraid to make changes. They don't want to put on a different stabilizer. They don't want to put on the different grain head that Aaron was talking about. They don't want to lengthen their draw length or adjust because they're afraid they're going to screw it up. You can't screw it up. You know, if you don't like it and you move it, put it back where you had it. I mean, it's, we have a very simple, simplified exact tuning, and it's just a, it's a no BS game. It really is. We've got cool features that are responsive, and I love that. I love the ability to go out in my range and make really quick adjustments, see immediate results. Take the time to test it. Like Aaron said, shoot those groups, collect some data. Is it a quarter inch shorter? Is it a quarter inch longer? Do I need to move my stop in one position? Increase my let off by 5%. I have that ability. And being able to do that, it's almost too much. You find that there's not enough time in the week to say, okay, I want to try every option. You can't you don't have enough time to collect that data, but you have enough ability to make incremental adjustments to see immediate results. And that's the big draw for me is I see responsive, immediate results when I do something with our bows.
1: There you have it, guys. It's elite. It's for the for the Aaron Snyder's and Darren (laughs) Christenberry's of the world. It's every single possible combination of anything you'd want to do. And, and for the guys like me who just want to get it out, set it up the first time, dial it in with my FMJs, and say, this is the only arrow I'm going to shoot this year. Doesn't matter if I'm hunting antelope or whitetails or elk or moose or whatever. And the motto for the guys like me is elite archery. You can't screw it up. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I love it.
1: I love it. So it's great for everybody. I like it. Um. What else is there to say, guys? I mean, got some great new bows this year. Got to run on down to your local elite dealer. and shoot that new era. Decide if it's going to be a new era for you, right? There's a new era for for everyone who buys one of these things to to start a new new trend. Or or maybe you shoot that Omnia, too, while you're there. You might as well shoot them both. And and maybe you grab that Omnia because that's a heck of a bow, too.
0: Yeah. And a couple of specs that we didn't get to on the era. Um, we mentioned the weight, but the draw links are 25 and a half to 31 inches in quarter inch increments. Um, and so it suits
1: everybody unless you're a midget or a giant.
0: Exactly, exactly. And then you can get them in peak weights of 40, 50, 60, 65, and 70. Um, Obviously, there's a few guys out there that go, I want 32 inches. We don't have it. There's a few guys out there that, I want 80 pounds. Unfortunately, we don't have it. But we can hit the very big spectrum of our customer base with the the specs we offer.
1: There's companies out there that like to do that 80-pound bow. Mm Mm-hmm. I did. I've never, I've never felt the need for that.
0: You know, we we get, we get the, well, I can't say the same people, but we get people every year that man, you know, when we did a 75 pound envision, they were excited about it. Aaron likes a, a heavy 70 or 75, but well, it again, was-
1: I mean, I think it was big back in the day when bows weren't so efficient, you know, and guys would pull 90 pound limbs and have a big overdraw rest on there. (laughs) And I mean, I just think that that's totally unnecessary with how good the equipment
0: is nowadays. Yeah. but but hey, that's just me. Yeah, where I hunt, you know, most of my shots are 40 yards or less in the Midwest here, you know, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana. I'm hunting tree stands and draws, thickets, wood, you know, big timber. You can shoot some longer stuff, but, you know, where Aaron's at, he's sighting in at that 80, 90, 100, 110, 120, because he'll have that opportunity. I won't. So, um, yeah, it's 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 different strokes for different folks.
1: Yeah. And I felt really bad when Aaron was telling me, he's like, oh, I just own this little company. I'm like, oh, he owns Kafaru. Like, I get it now. (laughs) Like, I just wasn't putting two and two together. And he was so humble. He didn't even want to mention the name. You know, he was here for Elite today, and he's trying to be a good servant of Elite. He didn't even want to mention the company. So, hey, man, I'm going to I'm going to have to start listening to your podcast so I can soak up a little more of your wisdom.
2: Gotcha. I, th- I think though, uh, you know, oddly enough in, uh, Darren was, uh, laughing along with me. I shot that buck this morning with a verdict, you know, that's technically a tournament bow for most people. Um, you know, so uh, what is that? Uh, 37 and change Darren axle to axle 37
0: and three quarter. Yeah. It's our, it's our target bow.
2: Yeah. And, I I like a little bit longer bow. Um, You know, I can't make it shorter, but I can obviously change stabilization systems like what I was talking about before with the era or the Omnia, you know, I don't, you know, people are like, that's a tournament bow. I'm like, well, you know, I missed whoever wrote that book of what a tournament bow is because uh, I just killed a giant deer with it and a pile of deer yesterday. Like, you know, for me, it's all about what works best for the person yeah, uh, you know, whether that be axle to axle, brace, height, you know, speed, you know, whatever with the era and the Omnia both, you can adjust the, the, you know, we talked about let off, draw length, add weight or whatever. I just, you know, most people are going to cater and Darren, you can chime in on this far more for the era or the Omnia than they are the verdict hunting, but you guys offer all three and, yep. and more. So, and, and, uh, you know, for, I get a lot of guys that aren't. I don't, and I don't mean in this negative way, um, maybe ready to dive in head first and want a lower cost model, which I guess I don't know if we can talk about this or not, but we have, you know, when I say we, Elite has lower cost model options as well. Um, I don't mess with those as much, but I have a lot of guys like, hey, man, I don't bow hunt a lot. I want to get my kid into it, my wife, or I'm just not super sure I'm going to, you know, dive in head first and, I should probably shut up before I speak too in depth on this because I don't even know. I know you guys offer. I haven't shot any, but you guys offer lower lower cost models as well.
0: Yeah, we've got the Ember, we've got the Basin. Uh, those are both fully adjustable from 15 to 29 on the Ember, 16 to 30 inches on the Basin, and then the Terrain is a hybrid cam system. It was the first time we'd done a hybrid cam. Uh, it's got an MSRP of 699. The Ember and Basin, I believe, they just bare bow are 499. So we touched the the lower end to the beginner. Um, you know, there's experienced archers that want to get that Basin. The terrain's kind of middle of the road, but like you said, if you don't want to dive in headfirst and go for an Omnia or an Era or a Verdict or, you know, a flagship bow in general, we, we, can, we can reach a big customer base with our offerings.
2: It's yeah. funny, too. Like, I get people that ask me, because, you know, on my end, I'm like, ready to roll high, you know, I've got <laughs> high-end everything. But I've got buddies that are like, hey, man, can you get me a bow? I'm thinking about bow hunting. Yeah, maybe I don't want to dump the money into an Omnia or an era, you know, maybe I want to give them a terrain or a basin or whatever. Yeah. Um, again, not to, you know, pump the tires or whatever, too much of a, of a leap, but that's a lot of offerings. And when people are like super into it, of course they're going to buy the highest in bow. But when you got your buddy, you know, down the road that let's say, you know, changes out your tires, works on your truck. that's like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at getting into a bow. I'm like, Oh, well you need an arrow he's gonna be like yeah you know what you need 37 12 fives then buddy like <laughs> you know he, he got he might want to start off lower make sure he likes it and, and again there's a lot of offerings with that hopefully i didn't jump the
1: no the well you split. know we don't we don't talk i mean nobody does you know we in the bull hunting media you know we don't spend enough time talking about the the mid-range bows and the manufacturers don't tend to spend a whole lot of time talking about them because, of course, they're going to devote the lion's share of their marketing to their flagship bows. Mm-hmm. You know, not just elite, but all the manufacturers. But yeah, to your point, I mean, I tell my buddies the same thing all the time. You know, the best value, the best value in everybody's line is those mid-tier bows because what you're getting is you're getting all the flagship technologies. From a couple of years ago for you know half the price as this year's flagship bow and you can kill you can kill a deer just as dead with that basin <laughs> as you can with the omnia and uh yeah it doesn't have quite all the bells and whistles but they're they're darn nice and pretty well every bow manufacturer these days offers some really nice you know, budget bows, if you want to call them that, They're yeah. It's hard to find a bad one anymore, to be honest with you.
0: It is, and now we oh, offer yeah. all. We offer all those in left-handed now too. Yeah, so if you're wrong-handed, you're wrong-handed. Yeah, you've got options. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
2: You know, you think about it. You're 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 uh you know uh you know hunting's on somebody's land that was nice enough to let you hunt on their land, and they're like, you know, my my grandson's looking to get the bow. Oh yeah, I can, you know, I, you know, he knows who I am. He's followed me online or whatever. It's like, yeah, I can get you a bow. Probably not going to grab his grandson, you know, a top of the line $1,700 era or, 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 a whatever Omnia that, that is a realistic, like serious everyday, not, not a problem, but everyday situation that you're in with me when I run it, the meat processor, man, I'm really looking at getting into a bow. Well, like if you're looking at getting into, you know, buying a car, you're probably not going to buy a Ferrari. You're probably <laughs> going to buy a Ford the first go around, and then figure it out from there. So, I mean, there's bows for every option and the adjustability. So, or or every, but you know, every you know one what one you,
1: you know what I hear you know what I hear a lot, Aaron, is a lot of guys say, you know, they got to save a little bit on the bow because they want to go really high end on the pack system. You know, so yeah. that's what I always I always tell people, you know, don't spend all your money on the bow and the bow accessories because you you want to leave some wiggle room for that pack so you can step up to the top of the line there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I made them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, I think we gotta wrap it up. We are we are at our time, but uh I will leave it with this, man. If you're looking for the some of the most shootable, adjustable versatile bows on the market i think that these guys just made a heck of a case that the elite 2023 lineup you know fits the bill and and as aaron said even if you're even if you're wanting to take a uh you know a competition worthy rig into the field with you you know that verdict is there for you too and so you know check out those elite bows visit your dealer you can shoot them all won't cost you a thing until you're so impressed by them, you just got to have one. And then don't blame us, you know, for the credit card bill at that point. Yeah. That's your that's your own fault for going to visit the pro shop.
0: Yeah, and go and check all this out fans. on the website.
1: That's right, EliteArchery.com. Mm-hmm.
2: Where we take us out, Aaron. I, what do you want me to say, man? I've, I've, I've done about 5,000 podcasts. That is not an exaggeration, so... <laughs> So,
1: so just say this, this was one of them and it wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to wing it? Um, you want me to tell a joke? No, I probably Yeah, tell, tell a joke. Tell, tell a joke or leave, leave us with your best deer hunting tip.
2: Uh, my best deer hunting tip is do not go hunting during Thanksgiving if you want to stay married or you could be on your fifth wife.
1: That's perfect. Thanks for checking us out and we'll see you next time on the Bowhunting Podcast.
0: Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bowhunting Podcast. All bowhunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.